Yo, yo, what's up? Oh, shit. Um, I'm running late. I'm behind. I'm tired. The fuck it. Um, uh, Shavonda, what's up? Tyrese, what's happening? Iron Five, what's happening? Jalene, hey, Miss Jalene, how you doing? Uh, True Seeker, Shafiq, Simona, hey. I use my admin, what's happening? JJ, that's what's up. Big B, I'm good. I'm just dragging ass as usual. You know how it is. I hope everybody's uh weekend is going good. Uh, let's see. The Empire got Jesse paid the Nigerians thirty five hundred and promised four hundred when they got back. Mm. Wow, that this whole Jesse Smollett thing is tragic. Stephen, what's happening? What is happening? Um, Zane, hey. So currently, um, the movie club review thing we're doing right now, it's uh, Alita is in the lead. Second is Mortal Engines. So I, I'm assuming by Monday, it'll be Alita for the most part. That'll be um, the first uh, movie review we do together as a group. So right now, uh, Alita's in the lead by six vote or six votes right now. So uh, Kenya, hey, holy shit, hey, you you good? It's been a minute since I seen you. Hurricane baby Jesus, we good? Thoughts on? Uh, we trying to be superhuman? Nah. Oh, Winhoff, I know you talking about Winhoff. No, no, no. Originally, Kate, originally me, it was happening. No, no separation. Um, not trying to be superhuman. It's nice, but no, I'm good. I'm just waiting on uh, Ryan to jump in so we can get a cracking. I'm sorry, so we can get a bracket. My bad. Jesse lied. He he was in the back alley. With, yo, that that whole situation. You know what? It just it just makes black men, whether gay or straight, just looks really really bad. I, I, be, between Terry Crews, Jesse Smollett, and I mean, goddamn, like I hope the checks they get they 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 cash are you know helps them sleep at night. But right now, just for the regular. Regular Joe Blow, just regular black dudes. We just we look like some goddamn fools out here. Miss Knight, what's happening? Bumble clot. Ryan's in the house. All right, so Ryan's Ryan said, give him five minutes, and we gonna wax um some poetic stuff tonight. Ron Redbird, what's happening? I'm here, bro. Haitian Fab. That's what's up. This is starting to be one of my favorite channels because of the range. I appreciate that, sir. I um the hard part is not burning out and kind of keeping the topics fresh and not going over stuff that other people have discussed before that's the hard part so i appreciate that posted link 
Oh, you want me to post the link? You don't want me to just email it to you? Because I emailed it to you, Ryan. Yeah, because there's like um, there's like a kind of a, a new rule that that we don't post links in the uh, chat because it can get photo. Uh, they can get porn bombed, and people can access the uh, the hangouts and take over and do all types of crazy shit. All right, if I need it, if let me know if I want me to re- email it to you though. That's not a problem. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and do that right now. Let me go ahead and do that right now. All right, sir. I resend the link to you. It has been resent. Uh, Kenya Jesse Lyon making me mad about the t- the Tupac reference. Yeah, the right, the gay Tupac. That's so disrespectful. Oh, the link. Oh, yeah, I got you. Okay, Ryan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. My bad, dog. Let me let me go into my uh, Gmail and open it up real quick. I got you. I got you. Let me switch accounts. I want to switch accounts. Switch. There we go. Accounts. Um. Oh, shit. Bear with me, guys. I gotta. I'm trying to get back into my other email account. Where's the business account. They should all be fucking linked, though. All right, hold on. Let me do this. This is what happens when you have a shitload of email accounts. All right, here we go.
Okay, I got the I got the link, uh, Ryan. I'm good. I got the link. So whenever you're ready. Uh, let me catch up on the comments. I'm sorry, Lawless. What's happening? Taking eating some dry Captain Crunch. Waiting on the info. You, you know, I, I thought I was the only person that ate cereal dry. Like I eat Frosted Flakes dry. I don't. I don't eat. I don't drink milk. So. Wait a minute, Scott Freaks. I don't mind this whole damn chat. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, can you done with Empire? Yo, I've yet to watch a complete episode of Empire. And I'm Sonic Temple in in Virginia Fred. Time to grab my bag of a big bag of peanut M and M's. Yo, yo, yo! What's happening, bro? My brother. Oh my gosh, let me get some of that good H2O. <laughs> Probably not good because it's from Nestle, but it is what it is. It is what it's right. They tried to sue somebody a few years ago for like wanting to clean the water or some shit. Nestle's they, no Nestle's no punk. They, they stole all California's water, bro. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't, I don't fuck with them, but whatever, man. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, let me get my mouth. But I'm going to try to be a little brief tonight, maybe take some questions, but we're going to try to do this in like an hour since we only have one uh, one topic. Um, I hope that all y'all are doing good tonight. How you been? My Man, I, you know, I'm, I'm making it every day to let, you know, I'm here. <sighs> Dealing with it. Yes, sir. Just, you know, health is wealth and, you know, bless everybody. But I guess we'll just... um get into it i'm gonna start by saying that like i dropped some previous knowledge and we talked previously about um mj12 and um i just want to like ask the the chat in general i wish i could see the comments somewhere because i love interacting with the people but regardless um i think it's funny how everything is so congruent and everybody's so on topic even when they get on their own stuff it's it's very entertaining and like very interesting to me to say the least but I digress. So, um, one of the things I wanted to address would be the skull and bones, um, which I'm sure a lot of you know is, you know, the the Yale institution of of secrecy. And um, I'm just bringing this up because it all does tie together. But inside the skull and bones, um, by the way, their secret number is um, 322. Mm -hmm. And um, subsequently that's the house where I was born bred in and like my ancestors moved into when they came here like at their second house which was like the household for years but just weird but unrelated um anyways so inside the um skull and bones which you know is selected from guys that go to Yale actually like um I just saw in a video that I wasn't really watching a lot of videos I extrapolated a lot of this from my own knowledge and from that document I sent you which that was the link I was asking you to post, bro, was the link that I sent you. Oh, okay, the link. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I can do that. Yeah, not, not a problem, not a problem. I got you. Yeah, yeah, so that um, if anybody's very interested, because it's only, it's a short link, and it's just like a leaked memo, basically. I don't know if you, like, look, read it at all or looked into it. I but, took, a, I took a, a note or two on it, yeah. I figured, you know, bro, everybody, you know, a lot of people are busy. It's a lot to, like, research and put in time for this stuff, and, like, we'll hopefully probably do the bi-weekly one so I could like do some research on these topics but I put this together very quickly but I just wanted to touch on some subjects that are actually in this documentation and relate them to um what we're going to discuss but this the main crux of this is going to be about 
these inner groups of the skull and bones. Um, the, and you could, you guys could look this up on your own. And it is a lot of this info is going to be in this link or in these papers, and we will discuss. But the Jason group is one of the inner groups. Now, these occult groups or these secretive groups have groups within groups. I'm sure you guys are aware of that. You know, that's just typical shit. But these inner groups, the innermost groups, are the ones that we're going to address and are concerned tonight. And not in like a current capacity, in a more historical capacity, but you can see by what they were into then, what they will be into now, or, you know, what their capabilities are completely. And, um, the memo that is addressed with that link slide, I'm pretty sure that that shit that was like from actual generals and shit. You know what I mean? This isn't like uh -huh. something some guy dreamed up. It was extrapolated from actual documents. So within that Jason group, interestingly enough, it's, it, it's comprised of 32 of the, the top scientists, you know, generals, admirals, and um, astrophysicists and aerospace guys like biogenetic guys, shit like that, you know, just a, um, a collective of a, a think tank and a compository of, of men with, um, extremely, um, I don't even know how to say it. They're extremely educated and they're extremely, um, they're in specified branches of, of what they deal in. They're, they're the top guys, basically. That's the easiest uh -huh. way to say it. You know, I'm not, not going to try to sugarcoat it any more than that, but this group is called Majestic 12. Now, Majestic 12 had its origin in the um, National Security Act of 1947. So this group and like the remnants or the, the collective of it before it became its group has been around since or around then. And I find that interesting, basically right after World War II, you know, World War II, you could say ended around what 45 to 47 they were still cleaning things up and yeah. we were involved with the Marshall Plan you know the whole story but um, this has to do with MJ-12 the NSA not the National Security Act the actual NSA the National Security Administration and the CSS I don't know have you ever heard of the CSS only in passing so the CSS is basically the civilian branch of the NSA, if that makes sense. The NSA is supposed to, you know, they do survey everybody, but the, you could say that like the CSS is like the self-policing um, arm of the government entities like the NSA. It's very complicated, but you could look all this up. I mean, it's, they don't hide this. Just people, most people just haven't heard of it heavy, but that, you know, you can look this up and that's not very important, but I just want to hop right into this Majestic 12 stuff. And, um, how it may tie into everything that's going on now. Um, before I said that, you know, one of the main, you know, the main players, the Anunnaki, which, you know, we all understood from Sitchin's books and, you know, I'm sure people have done their independent research is that that's, you know, and that's my hypothesis that they seeded us with, you know, this genome or this gift. And I discussed before that would make us more like them. Okay. So, Besides them, I guess the main players here, alien-wise, they're mm -hmm. tied to Majestic 12, these terrestrial humans. Like, what well, I'm talking, these humans are in contact with these aliens, apparently. Like, they're the ones, these top 12 guys are the ones who actually make um, the decisions and have all the intelligence on the dealings with the beings. So, um, what I believe, though, now is that 
in like I think it was um one of the brothers, Jeffrey or Jeffrey Lane or something like that, asked me the question about where we, we were speaking about CERN and before I get into other things of four A, I wanted to talk to you about how we discuss how maybe that they're making the CERN bigger because what I think it has to do with is maybe um, resetting the timeline, as I mm-hmm. stated before, but actually um, trying to stop a catastrophe from happening, like resetting the timeline and actually um, basically putting us on a different page of the book so that the things that they know are coming come as quickly or don't come at all, if that okay. makes sense. Also. So let, no, I agree. Let me stop you there. So what I've been hearing it's the Doctor Strange theory where they've done this. They've had to manipulate timelines so many times because they ended up, they kept losing. And what they do is they fire the thing up and to try to change the outcome again. That's what it's, it, I've heard people allude to, to that for the, you know, the main, the main crux for building a bigger one. But no, go ahead. So you and I are on the same page. Now, how they explain Mandela effect before I go on is it, and and to explain it, and because you know I like to give visualizations of the thing I'm saying. But I showed my buddy the other night. If you like hold a book by its base, skim through the pages. Each one of those pages is a reality or a multiple reality dimension, basically. And what they're doing is hopping from page to page to find the page that suits their chapter the greatest. It's that simple. Um, but like, uh, and my buddy brought this up, the one who subsequent, subsequently sent me this link that I sent to you. And he said, uh, there's a movie Geostorm, mm-hmm. which is really good because I, um, I just mentioned how I thought before when we were talking about ticks that we need a cold front to come in and um, we get hit with these polar, polar vortexes, they call them. But in that movie, apparently Geostorm, he was telling me that um, they alter the weather and then the weather is goes out of control and that's a catastrophe they have to go back in time and stop right. so that might be a good movie for people to watch you know and i haven't even seen it but by what my buddy told me you know i think that's pretty spot on to what we just explained and i think it's weird that you heard of what i was saying too you know because i pretty much just took that out of the thoughts that i had accumulated from our last talks and the questions that 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 brother brought up the the i think his name jeffrey lane but you know and that i want to give a straight question but um let me get back to the majestic 12 but i I didn't want to forget about that you know that little foray we had about um this the new cern project so i got some papers here and um I read the document that I sent Sly, and I'm not trying to brag, but I read it all in about, like, you know, one day. And it's a 107-page document. A lot of it is pictures, too, so I'm not here to, like, you know, I could speed read, but, like, I tried to absorb as much of it as much as I could. And I'm going to speak briefly, but I did write a lot down that I wanted to, you know, get across and speak about the verification of the memos, which I sent you through that link. So, basically, MJ-12 consisted of an array of Air Force um, generals, Navy, rear admirals, and government bureaucrats. Some say Magic 12 is the um, alternate name for Majestic 12, and it is an acronym for Military Assessment, excuse me, Military Assessment of the Joint Intel Committee, if that makes sense. So basically these guys had, had formed a committee that um, deals with the assessment and in, in military breaches of 
these UFOs, basically, is what it boils down to. We're talking about Project Blue Book shit here, basically, Slack. Um, and I'm sure you're aware about Project Blue Book, but for the people who are, in, I'm going to dwell into some of the players and the actual guys that are tied. And you, you guys could look all this up. It's on Wikipedia, but um, I'm going to just extrapolate about each guy and what I think about them and the different things. But so one of the main members of, of this group, of the original group, and I'm sure that it's all changed by now. Most of these guys are passed away, but um, just by the type of guys they are, you're going to see that how um, high up the ladder this you know, conspiracy or this group actually reaches. So the the first guy's name, and we'll revisit him, but his name was Roscoe H. Hillencotter, okay? And he's the subject of a, of a letter, basically, pertaining to this conspiracy known as the Hillencotter Memo, okay? And he was originally a rear admiral that became a director of the director. He was a director of intelligence, excuse me, and the first director of the CIA, like the original first director. So a lot of people speculate whether that he leaked this on purpose or it was actually just a memo that got out of the hands of these two guys and um, basically went to the public. And some of this memo is what, you know, parts of and, and types of things that you would see on this link if you research the link that, you know, I'm going to ask Sly to post that I sent to him. But um, so he was one of the main guys, but th this is how this whole conspiracy was supposed to be kept under complete wraps. Like these guys are, you know, in the upper reign that like only basically the president knows of the things they know. And he's not privy to everything that they're privy to. If that makes sense. Um, it's almost like as a collective, they're on a level playing field with him in the, the mandates and the, um, the direction of things, but they're overall in a sense greater than him. Cause as a collective, they compartmentally have more intelligence. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like he's only one man, but they're 12 men with um, different compartmentalized knowledges of everything. So um, the disinformation guy, and now we're getting into the project blue book, which basically was a disinformation wing where they had this guy, Richard Doty, who was a CIA agent. Um, he was tasked with feeding false stories about UFOs and ETs to a guy named Paul Benowitz. I'm sure you've heard of him. Mm -hmm. um, now, Paul Benowitz basically became convinced that aliens existed in the 1980s, okay? And he was a contractor at Kirtland Air Force Base in New Mexico. Actual, you know, you guys could look this up, Kirtland Air Force Base. It's it's not a secretive base. You know, they acknowledge it's there. But he was privy, basically, to these clandestine mili military um, operations. And, and basically, the government didn't want him to reveal them, okay? He, you know, I'm sure he probably took the oath to where... Basically, they say, you know, you can't go against them or you'll be silenced, which many of them have been that came out and disclosed information. So he believed that he did see UFOs. And basically, they convinced him that um, that he didn't, but they knew there were. And he subsequently went crazy. And you could read about his death, but, you know, he died, like, whether they say, you know, he killed himself or whatever happened, you know. But the point is, is that this Benowitz guy was actually an agent that, you know, knew too much and 
he died. Um, just another one like Phil Schneider and William Cooper, who if you look into their stories and we may revisit those names in the future, maybe Bill Cooper, because he is like one of the guys I draw the most inspiration from. Who, by the way, Bill Cooper outlined a lot of this stuff I'm talking about in his book, Behold a Pell Horse, which you can read about. He was actually in the Naval Intelligence Program and defunct it and leaked a bunch of stuff, which, you know, you could believe or not, but subsequently led to him being killed outside of his home by people who um, were disguised as FBI agents, apparently. So with this Benowitz guy and, the, you know, these other guys, Benowitz, he's not a factor anymore, but with, with Doty, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he was one of the main players in this Project Blue Book thing. New documents came out in um, 08 of January 1989, and I don't know, you may or may or not heard of this. Everyone's heard of Roswell, and a lot of those, the link in um, the Majestic 12 stuff does deal with Roswell, but... um which it's all confirmed in there. I mean, if you have any doubts about Roswell or a lot of the other things we've spoken on, um, you definitely should read this link or at least go through and look. I mean, the link I sent Sly has pictures of aliens, um, listings on information, how they do stuff, things related to the metagenome, which we discussed, and other things which, you know, I'm going to try to make a mental note of and revisit, but I'm going to sprinkle it all in there by the time we're done. But back to this 1989 uh, memo. So basically, this was one of the major crashes that happened in 89. They found seven f flying crafts, um, otherworldly flying crafts, you know, and 27 bodies of aliens. Now, three crafts to this day, they say, and I'm not sure when the memo was released, but I'm sure this was in the late 90s or so. But three crafts to this day still at that time were still intact and one still had power. So, and it's weird, but it reminds me of Men in Black. I know you remember in the end of, end of Men, in, Men in Black when they go in and they're like, yeah, this one's still from Roswell or whatever the hell mm -hmm. they said. But like, you know, him and the tall, goofy white guy got into it and, you know, flew up the fight in their own recovered ship into the mothership. And... Don't let me forget about that mothership thing, too, because I'm going to come back onto that later. No way. But basically, those, you know, those three crafts that they still have intact and one of them still powered, um, you know, they still have those. So, like, you know, people could say what they want. They believe they don't believe. These are actual memos that got leaked or released that say that, you know, they not only are there aliens underground? Uh, they list all the different uh, species and cultures, which we touched on a lot of them, but a lot of them, there's a lot more, there's a lot more in-depth analysis in the link that I sent you and that, you know, everybody could be, you know, every, anyone that wants to could find that link and go and research the things I'm speaking on. I'm going to try to keep it brief tonight, maybe answer some questions, but I, I really want to try to get people interested in this stuff because it's something tangible you can go out and research that's um, so far fringe that, that you know, and it, it's just out in the open now that people don't really know where to go and look for it. But I was lucky enough to have one of my friends that's interested in this stuff send me this because I was going to do a video on MJ-12 eventually, but I um, didn't know where to start, basically. And this link he sent me was a great, great value. So I'm just going to go get through these the first 12 members, and then we'll go ahead and take questions. And while I go through these 12 original members, 
I'm going to basically tell you their claim to fame, so to speak, or their major part in it um, and uh, how that ties into the things I think they're doing very briefly. And, you know, you can add some some of your own ideas in, in here, too, because I'm sure that it, it, these are just different topics and you could see how it would all relate to the conspiracy overall is what I'm getting at. So the first guy was General uh, Twining, his name was. And and you could look this up on even on Wikipedia just to see these guys' names, the original members. I'm sure, like I said, they're all different now, but I like to dwell into history so that we can, you know, revisit the, the future and see what the future's about. Things they were doing then usually, you know, still plays on to this very day. So with Twining... He had a famous memo in ufology, basically a memo sent from general to general that contains requests for research into Roswell. So this was a guy who, you know, they found this memo besides the uh, hot and colder letter, which I said earlier, that that memo that, that was also speaking on the same conspiracy. So this is basically he was um, basically lumped in with the reasoning that it was exposed which in my mind i'm starting to think that they may have been doing it subconsciously intentionally if that makes sense Mm -hmm. because nowadays that's what they're into doing now it's almost like they let people work fringe theories and put things in the movies and video games but if there's an actual uh member of their circle that exposes these things you know, they're going to make it look like uh, you jumped out the window, so to speak. And I think it's funny, but um, I don't know if you guys could see, but I was watching. Do you guys see what's on right now? Bruce Lee? No, um, wait. Oh, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm on my on my. Oh, okay. I was just watching Bruce Lee, and this is, you know, it's a little off topic. But even stuff about the Illuminati and conspiracies and Bruce Lee. I don't remember. Do you remember the game of death or the way of the dragon where he has to deal with an occult force? Yeah. 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 Um, Very interesting. And you know, it's, it's everywhere, bro. Even in the background as we speak, but so I'm going to, I'm going to get from this general twining, but what, what I was trying to say is that slowly and surely, I believe that they're they're revealing this uh, agenda one way and another. Let me turn this off. Okay, so the next guy I want to discuss is uh, his name's Lloyd Berkner, and this I find this interesting because Mr. Berkner he worked with the ionosphere, which you know I previously discussed that with you and how HARP works, and um, he created devices for measuring the ionosphere and was like a very um, influential and. Um, very disregarded man in this field. Like a lot of these guys, you're never going to hear about them unless you dwell into this MJ 12 thing. Like they're not names that are commonly known amongst people that, um, and, unless you, you know, you're, you're deeply into the project blue book thing. And I'm sure maybe you actually might've heard of some of these guys. And I think it's strange that have you seen that new history channel show, mm-hmm. basically what is it called? Project blue beam or project blue book. So I'm close to it. I just seen the trailer for it uh, about a, a few days ago, and I I meant to get back to it, but I didn't get a chance to. It's like a modern X Files almost, you know. Okay. But it's basically it, you know. They're they never had that show before, but it's it's dealing with the same things I'm speaking on, you know. 
um, I'm sure it's more visually aesthetic and, you know, more, they try to make it more visceral and interesting than me blabbering to you guys. But, you know, I, I, the point is that this info is going to get out, you know, one way or another. Like, next guy, his name, and I'm sorry, before I go on that, Beckner guy, I'm pretty sure just by the hints they dropped that he's tied in with Harp, you know, the weather control machine that I <laughs> alluded to that uses the 10 megahertz in array in Alaska and the satellite ray with the different um, military bases that they basically shoot up frequencies above in the ionosphere and create um, pressure to create different weather systems. Um, so I think he was one of the guys who was very influential on that, that Lloyd Beckner guy. So, you you know, and you guys could go through all these people if you want in your own time. But the next guy is Detley Bronk. He was into biophysics and how it influences Earth and the molecules. So, you know, with one guy with the ionosphere, one guy wants to look into Roswell, one's into Earth and molecules, like manipulation of Earth and molecules and, and um, Earth systems, magnetism and everything else. Um, the next guy, his name was Vandevere Bush. He was pretty important. And we all know about the Bushes and, you know, their ties to uh, everything. What what relation is he to Prescott? If you, do you know by chance? You know, I'm not very sure. I didn't, we did this so quickly, you know, and I read all these papers so quickly that I didn't know that if he was directly related, but I'm sure along the line they may have been related. I'm, I'm assuming maybe they were cousins or brothers. Who, who knows? Um, I'll have to get back to you on that. I do not know completely, but I know what role he did play in the original Majestic 12, which is, I'm sure, you know, uh, George W. and his uh, baby son and his, you know, the pops were all important, but this Vandiver Bush, he was somewhat of like, a, you know, a genius. Like, um, he was in the, the, the office of research and development, basically. And, um, mostly he, he like resided over all basic wartime R and D, if that makes sense. Um, he was one of the guys responsible for the implementation and, uh, adapt the, at, like basically a ad, adoption of radar mm-hmm. and he also was um um what could you almost like a godfather of the manhattan project and you know we'll get into the manhattan project and philadelphia projects in the future if you want but i'm sure enough people you know hey, what's up? have info on that to um dwell in in their own time and you know we'll, we'll revisit that in the future so this next guy, his name is uh, James Forrester. He was involved with aircraft carriers and basically um, the first supercarrier. And he's a Navy guy, obviously. And um, I'm sure you're aware, like that, a lot of people say we're under actual admiral law. Mm-hmm. So this is where all this comes in. I and mean, I don't want to get too off course, but a lot of people think that like the Air Force or these guys, those guys are the most powerful, but. Um, a lot of people say that the Navy, because of Admiral, Admiral Law and all the um, things pertaining to how much reach they have, that besides our Air Force, they're very instrumental in, in things, especially the intelligence on. Well, yeah, because when it comes to law, they move the sea to, onto land. So basically, when you go into court, you know, the dock, or you, when you sit on the docket, the dock, um, so they basically, uh, 
moved the seas further their jurisdiction on land. So yeah, basically you are uh, at sea. Basically, when you when you go into court, and if you saw the flags behind the judge, the fringes let you know that it's it's navy related. So yeah, admiralty law is it's pretty much the law of the land. That's why when you have to go in when you go into court, you need to uh, ask the judge which jurisdiction am I in? Is it an Article One, Two, or Three court? And then okay, but I'm getting off topic. But that's basically mm-hmm. yeah, no, right. Topic, bro. Like this is the things that I love to have you around, so that you know when I bring something up, you're like, yeah, no, he's not just talking out of his his asshole of his mouth. That he's actually, you know, saying some meaningful meaningful things because most people, and I'm not saying most people, but a lot of people have never heard of that. You know what I mean? That that's just, you know, that's crazy. But where where this and so glad that I, you know, you just sparked me to remember this. Um, what did I say that when they used that? shipping men in black to go back you know in the excuse me their their ship from roswell what were they doing they were trying to go back and destroy the alien mothership right right so this guy james forrestal he basically in my mind created super carriers from the idea of the mothership does that make sense okay i see what you're saying so he gets all this info, intel, and technology prowess from these uh, extraterrestrial beings. And our naval force is one of the direct, besides fiber optics and, you know, every damn thing else they say that we got from not only our own um, engineering, but reverse engineering. But if you think just of the concept of the supercarrier, it's basically a damn alien mothership on the fucking sea. Excuse my French. But, it, you know, it's enough that it's right in our faces to where um, we see these concepts played out. That That's a foreign concept. Where do we get the idea that um, we should have had these supercarriers that have basically platforms for, you know, airplanes to fly off so that they don't have to have as long as a basically now, you know, they have planes that refuel other planes in the air. But before, they didn't exactly have that science down pat. So what they did was create supercarriers to where you can have a naval force um, moving as a mothership or in a mothership capacity to attack, um, you know, in so many different ways. I mean, hell, we're just talking about the the, um, planes they deploy, but think about the guns they have on those dang ships, you know, um, and, and that's also, you know, I'm sure there's destroyers and other uh, ships that accompany them, but they got these ideas from the aliens. That's what I'm getting at, bro. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that I'm spot on with that. So the next guy is Gordon Gray. He was basically the defense and um, he was in the defense and national security. So he was, you know, basically just an administrative guy. Not too interesting. But all these guys play their own parts. Um, you could see why they need a guy from defense, though, if they're dealing with shit like this. You know, they're looking into aliens, how they're going to combat them. Basically, um, they don't know yet if... I, I think that it was basically like they're getting their, their, their feet wet. You know, they, they, they're not complete privy to the situation yet, so they have to have uh, an establishment of ways to deal with these things. Um, and that involves collection and cover-ups and disinformation with Richard Doty and all the things that they used to do to try to keep people um, in the dark about Los Alamos and Groom Lake and the Dolce Base and uh, all these research facilities, the White Sands, 
and all these different names I'm saying, I mean, you, you know, you can look those up and get into what each of those facilities has to do with, but collectively, I think it leans towards um, proof of the, the things, you know, we're getting at here. So the next guy is the Roscoe Hill and Carter guy, the, you know, the guy with the memo. Mm-hmm. And he was instrumental in the, the, the um, beginning of intelligence in America completely after World War, you know, World War II. I'm sure some people have heard of the OSS, you know. Um, after the OSS, it turned into the CIG, which is a central intelligence group, and he directed that. He was the um, third director of central intelligence. So after the CIG, it was the DCI. Then he was the first ever director of the CIA created by the National Security Act of 1947. So that Carter guy who had his memo leaked to the other general or whoever else it went to, he was basically the, the top of all the intelligence, which kind of makes it odd that um, something like his memo would be leaked, if that makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I kind of lean towards the fact that I think they wanted this stuff to come out, but more leak out, like, you know, not, um, like you said, it can make the average people depressed and, and some people might go into a panic if they actually found out what our government's truly into. And, um, before I go on and get into the next guy, there's only a couple left. Um, a lot of these disappearances besides actual, um, human occults actually have to do with that pact that we made with those aliens and um it talks about in depth excuse me it speaks in depth in the the link that i sent sly about um how they select people for different genomes basically um how they treat up abductees how they make um different incisions and all the you know the different medical um, anomalies that, that some of these people who say they're and claim they're abducted face and, and how it relates to the monitoring of them basically it's all in this link which makes it very interesting and I didn't you know I didn't get a lot of time to write it all down but I'm gonna you know and in the questions I'm sure I'll speak more on it but before I get through these names I just wanted to you know sprinkle some things in there that they, they touched upon or they spoke on in that in those documents it's they speak on the moon bases in the document in the link um which we spoke on in the last you know in our last chat they speak on um a lot of very interesting things just just fringe um uh, un- unbelievable things you know and and how um basically it's all related to the to the human element and that's the best part of it and you have to understand that um some people might look at these guys as evil men and in a sense like some of the things they do i'm sure um are inherently evil but they're basically like the bridge between us and the overseers if that makes sense like um and i'm going to get into why the the humans are important as listed in this memo but We've spoken on a lot of it before. So the next guy, his name was Jerome Clark Hansake, and he was into aerospace and um, aeronautics. So we spoke about that before. You know, you could see more and more collectively, though, all these guys, their roles are all tied together. So they have an aerospace and aeronautics guy, 
And, um, you know, we don't have to really get into that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that explains itself. I'm sure that he was um, privy to all the patents having to do with these um, aliens, with their form technology, with our hybridized technology, and with all the reverse engineering going on. And this goes back to Schauberger and other people like that. But, you know, Schauberger is one of my favorites, but he was just a drop in the bucket for the types of um, minds that they had at their disposable at their disposal, excuse me, if that makes sense. So here's Robert N. Montag, and he was um, the commandant of the Sandia missile base in New Mexico. And, you know, I don't have to get into that, but you guys could look into, you know, the significance of the Sandia missile base and sites. And he basically is... You know, he's in, in, in control by being a commandant. He has a lot of contact with ufology. Like, he, he's heavily dwelled in with the actual contact of these entities, apparently. And, strange enough, he was head of the U.S. Caribbean Command at one point, which um, I've alluded to before, and this was before I actually read this memo or anything, but um, Phil Schneider and... Other people say that there's a huge underground water base in the Caribbean. I, I don't know if you've heard that. Uh-oh, but now, yeah, you're getting into USOs, unidentified submerged objects. So, you know, it just gets crazier and crazier. But if we're to believe that they have, you know, there's Agartha, there's a hole in Central Earth and, um, you know, all these underground cities, it's not far-fetched that they would actually have installations underwater. And Phil Snyder talked about this. It's not like, you know, if you look into it, it's it's not it's hidden, but it's not um, undiscovered information. So I found that strange though, because that's pretty much all they say. And if you go on Wikipedia and don't have a um, inkling of knowledge about any of these guys, it's hard to relay like what their specific roles would be or how they all tie together. But I just wanted to give everybody an, an idea of what what these what kind of knowledge these guys have, and most of them like went to MIT or, of course, Yale. You know, like in these different high level, super high level um, institutions. Okay, whether whatever you want to call them, but they're you know this is a select group of individuals that's very very top, the top of the pops, bro. Um, so the next guy, his name is. Uh, Nathan F. Twining, and he was basically uh, high brass. Then um, th- he's very interesting. I'm not sure that maybe his genome was special, or he just worked his ass off. But the the thing about him, and, you know, he's one of those guys that um, his military jacket just looks like there's someone threw confetti at it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bro? Oh wow! It's, you know, his shit is just draped with with. Uh, all types of decorations. So he went from being a private to the head, to basically the joint chief of staff, like all the way to the top of the pops, which I found very strange. And like, there's not a lot of info on him out there, but I don't know who, who could this strange man be that went from being a private to the army, to the complete top of the pops and in majestic 12. I don't know. I, that kind of weirds me out, but I digress. The next guy is Sidney Sowers. He was an admiral, a rear admiral in intelligence, and he was also in the CIG, the Central Intelligence Group, in the CIA in the beginning. And 
I think that he had a lot to do with the formation of the DOD. Mm-hmm. With the guy who was actually um, the high brass and the other guy who was with the defense. So what I think is that out of these 12, they have like um, other compartmentalized groups. And they, they all have their own meetings, but then they'll have like subgroups inside the Majestic 12 even to where three of them are on the council and they decide like the defense initiatives, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's more like, like every guy doesn't know what the next guy knows so that none of them, even if they wanted to, could reveal the entire conspiracy to its fullest extent. Well, that's, that's smart. Yeah. They learned, they also learned that from the aliens, believe it or not, just the, 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 the way they process data and spread data even. So, more and more you realize like man uh this is not what we're up against but i guess you could say these guys are on our same team but at the end of the day they're the elites that are here in a way to keep people who are unknowledgeable down so i don't know are they heroes are they villains who knows um i just i like to learn about things like this you know um there's one more guy and then we could get into answering questions or speaking more about the general conspiracy and there's a couple things i want to touch on before we move on to the questions but the last guy is hoyt vanderberg his name was and he was the second chief of staff of the air force and the second um director of central intelligence so once again just a guy who in general was super high brass so um in the link I sent you, which I encourage, I don't know if you did post it yet. If you were, yeah, I've been if you posting know, it, yeah. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal, but I'd like people to read it just so they're like, um, they get a, an idea of all the shit that I just read in, in the last day or two. And um, like my attempt to wrap my mind around all the different players and all the different information I've in took about the different, um, like I said, abductions and the reason... Um, the reasons relating to the, the metagenome, why they choose different people, um, why they choose males and, and females, and, and just so many other interesting things. But before I forget, and this is huge, you know, I'd like you to elaborate somewhat on it. Apparently, of all the things I read that really stuck out to me, and I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, but what we have and what Besides our, you know, why the alien, and they even explain why the aliens came here, um, how we're on a three-dimensional level, and it's our, they basically lay out that it's our path, and I've heard this before, but it's nice to have confirmation, but it's our path to be on a fifth-dimensional level, and now we're on a third. But it's basically like, have you ever seen Troy where they say, you know, he tells the girl, um, I've seen the gods, and they envy us because... Our lot because we're mortal, so our lives are more beautiful because it, they can end at any time. Mm-hmm. Okay, in a sense, it's it's almost like that, but it's like like how I said with the theory of our little brother or of our former selves of us trying to teach those behind us or those with you know less knowledge, uh, terrestrially or otherwise or spiritually or any other way. But um, one of the things that and I've always believed this, and I, I believe that as and it relates to our soul, but I think that our soul has something to do with, like, the generator of the ethers that we have. And I know this sounds corny, 
But if you take your hand out and you blow and your hands are cold and you're trying to heat your hands up, you make a certain sound and blow, you can heat your hands up. If you want to blow on your, your soup or blow out a candle, you could blow a certain way and, and make a cooling sensation. So the secret is is actually in our, our own body, in our own spirit. That's what I believe. That's what makes us so spectacular is that we as mortals have a gift of uh, the ability to dream and, and to think. And even um, more importantly, and they address this, and this is what I was getting at, and this is why I love doing these videos with you because I feel I have a purpose to, to expose information, you know, however may great I feel it may be. But you get a sense of adrenaline when you really feel that you're doing something you love or you hear stories of a, uh, some, some lady, you know, that her baby got trapped under the, of a car and, and, and the lady freaks out and lifts up the car and doesn't realize she does it. Okay? Yeah, yeah. But what I'm getting at is that apparently these aliens, one of the things they're very attracted to, and I find this strange, and then we'll dwell into questions and I want to get your thoughts on this, but is the adrenochrome, okay? It's the fact that they view our ability to create adrenochrome on the third dimension as a, a implementation of a, a godlike ability, if that makes sense. And I believe that they thrive off of it and they can feed off of that adrenochrome, much like people who commit these sacrifices. You know what I mean? I'm sure you're aware of like all the shit that they say about the occult and Bohemian Grove and this and that. That yeah, some of these people, some of these kids, they're getting um abused, sexually abused, but then they make other kids kill the other kids or they'll sacrifice other children. So you're talking about some very fringe, creepy, messed up, dark stuff, but it might be quite possible that some of these humans in these high positions of uh, of occult weirdness, like your Maria Abramovics, your um, Crawleys, guys like that, they learn this from the entities. And they, um, in essence, found a way to feed off of adrenochrome, just as other extraterrestrial entities have. Well, yeah, Crowley was probably the best example because uh, I think the creature was, in, was called New or New. And when he drew it, that's the basis we you get for the little gray alien was, that came from that. And it's it like was, it was Lom. Oh, Lom. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, Lom. Okay. Um, yeah, he he would converse with this with this entity a whole lot, and um, you know, so that's yeah, that's where you got the, the the image of the little body, big head, black big black eyes it came. From, you know, that's Crowley. Uh, that's his interpretation of who he was com communicating with. But um, yeah, I mean. You would almost have to cavort with uh, otherworldly beings to um, to learn how to kind of navigate on this dimension because if you don't know, you don't know, you know. So um, that basically, you hit the nail on the head. And before I forget, and, and you know, I want to hear your extrapolations more. They say that the main proof, and I find this weird that I've said this before, is about back in the day when like South Park first started. They always had grays in there. And yeah. they even had an episode where the fucking greys mutilated cows. Yeah. You know, they're in Denver, South Park cows, right? But they would come down and mutilate the cows. Now, everybody, and this was always one of the questions that, like, when I was younger, 
people, oh, if you know so much about aliens, if you know this and that, why the hell do they, what are they doing to cows, all right? Apparently, it lays out in this link I sent you that they can extrapolate um, adrenochrome out of humans, you know, in that adrenaline effect, but they can also do it from cows. But when they do it from cows, they need a lot more material, apparently. There's something in our genome and in our... Um, and it, I, I believe it's certain humans, you know, that they know. And, and you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I've been abducted before, bro. I've never, you know, I'm not going to say I saw anything that looked like an alien besides that fucking shadow thing I saw run through the woods the night, that night. And um, I was just happy that it dissolved in the thin air and didn't stick around, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. But um, they go in at length in these documents to tell how a lot of people get abducted and implanted. And that the aliens monitor over time and even re-abduct them, you know. So that's just one of the other things I found interesting. But the main point of all of that was that they harvest the the adrenochrome for whatever reason. And I found that very interesting that, you know, they throw that even in South Park with the um, mutilation of the cows. Yeah. So... Um, we could take questions, but my main um, my main crux of tonight was just to give you guys a, a general outline of the, the type of guys that they say are in um, communion with these extraterrestrials that basically um, issue the mandates down through their arms of the various arms of the government, whether it be the Council of Foreign Relations or you know their direct ties to the president in whatever capacity it may be. But, um, you know, before this was secretive information and these memos and, and, and different information and the information era itself made it um, made it available for people. If they are to seek quest, you know, to seek out the questions like this, you can find answers to how maybe directly these people were tied. And it doesn't seem so far fetched when um a lot of the things that they lay out in these memos have um, come to fruition. Or if you look, you know, at the, the signs such as in men in black or in all the various movies we speak of, um, you can see how maybe this stuff isn't so far fetched. And um, some of these agendas that are passed down for whatever reason are meant to keep us on a vibrational level or, you know, in the future, I think they're going to try to slowly but surely elevate our consciousness, as I've said before. So um, it's not the aha moment, Sly, but um, this is tangible evidence through, you know, the link I sent you in, in memo form that there's a there's collusion to the conspiracy. There's actual proof, you know, in my mind anyways. Uh, I'm with you. Um I, you know, I just think it, it's a bit naive of us, you know, if, you know, if we are, you know, in a sense, spiritual beings, then yeah, you would deal with other spiritual beings and, and various forms of fashion and some have long standing agreements and others are just now coming into, into contact, whatever the case may be. But I mean, I'm not going to say and say my, my, in my limited perspective, who's good or bad, or it's because, you know, you ask them, they think they're doing the world the of right thing. So Yeah. You know, and um, I, you know, it's shitty if you want if you want to shit in of it. Then yeah, of course you think that it's the worst thing uh, 
you know, on this planet. But I mean, it is what it is. I, I don't know. I you try and find a semblance of balance of it, but it's hard to not see them as the bad guys because you know you're on the bottom, and shit rolls downhill. You know. Exactly. Yeah. I I, I, I completely agree. But and you know, it's nice to try to pull back the veil, and 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 as much as we could try to find some. Some basically some sense of semblance to make make sense of the the fringe things or what's going on or, you know, even reading this memo it answered a lot of my questions or actually brought me to you know back around to some of the things that I've already known or. Um, but I I'm not gonna sit here and act like I knew the majestic twelve names or that you know I had to write them down and. It, it just shows me that the way that these men, like as that Bush guy and Twining and Holden Carter, the way that they, um, they're so important, but they're, they're veiled in secrecy. It just, it, it just show, it shows a lot just through that and the compartmentalization of what they do and the, um, the byproduct of all their, their planning. If, if that makes sense, like mm-hmm. you could, we're, we we're seeing it play out before our eyes years later. And, um, it, it just very much interests me that, um, this was going on in right after World War Two. This is nothing new, and they say there's nothing new under the sun. But um, with the, the the modern advances that we're making, it's it's hard to keep up and wrap your mind around everything that that may be occurring, such as like the new CERN. And you know, we're sitting here telling you all oh, they're, you know, basically readjusting the time frame so that they're they're stopping catastrophes, which that's a lot to wrap your mind around, but you know, if you're going to ask the answer, why are they making another CERN or what the hell are they making with CERN? You know, we're just trying to have a, uh, some kind of capacity to answer those questions. And, you know, once again, I'm glad I got to come on and talk to you guys about this, even though it's kind of brief and I'm sure it was kind of choppy, but you guys could go on Wikipedia. Like I said, um, look up majestic 12 and also, I'm going to ask Slot to, you know, post that link, which I sent to him. It's like a hundred page memo, but, even if you don't read every page, just skim through and read some of the parts because, you know, that there's even, like, one page that was just a fact sheet that I posted on my Instagram that, like, three or four people hit me up and just asked me, like, where did you get, where did you find this? Like, I've heard of some of those things it says on the sheet, but just, you know, it's on an official memo document with, like, code words and stuff at the, at the top. So, um, declassified documents that are now classified, but... Um, you could, you know, some of them are that we have alien cadavers. Um, you know, we know that they're abducting our people and all these different fringe things. And, uh, even people that I didn't want to find interest in it found interest in it. So, you know, you're only going to figure out as much as you, you seek out and it, it does, it gets hard and it sometimes it, it gets you, like I said before, it makes you depressed and your head might explode, but once again, I'm here just trying to make sense of it and trying to relate these things to you. Sly, I appreciate you having me on, my brother. No, I appreciate you showing up. I mean, because, you know, um, you give me perspective and things to think about. So um, I guess everyone really, that, that, made that I guess the main question is, is, is the bigger CERN. I mean, it's kind of hard to kind of tell people about what they have planned. You can only go off of what they've done before with the small CERN. Um, but, you know, it basically is just it's the timeline. I mean, they they keep playing with it. Every time somebody dies, we're like, oh, didn't they die? 
you know, like the Mandela thing. I remember growing up, he died in prison. Yeah, I thought he did die in prison. Yeah. It's, it's so strange to me. And, and it's funny that that's what it's named after the event that it's, it's based on. But um, yeah, and, and that was such a polarizing moment. I'm pretty sure that like that happened. And, and you know, that's the crux of it is that they're saying it didn't happen. The guy's still alive. But like, I, I don't know, was it disinformation or are they actually uh, changing our reality? You know, that's where, you know, it's the twilight zone, bro, in real life. Well, it's weird because my generation remember remember him dying in prison. Other younger than me, they'd say they give a different story. And I like, you know, and they're like, well, how do you know it's real? I, and I tell everybody, research the Philadelphia experiment when they had the ship go through a time uh, a wormhole and it went through and it came out and all the soldiers were, or the, the, the seamen were fused to the bulkhead of the ship and weird shit. So they've been doing timeline manipulations for, you know, as far as we know, 70, 80 years, as far as what we know, you know, what, what's been revealed to us, but it, you know, it could be much longer than that. But um, yeah, it's just, you know, and the time is always getting shorter and shorter. You're running out of time. You can't get things done. I can't remember, you know, younger, I, I had all the time in the world for whatever. And, I, you know, I get it. You get older, responsibilities, work, job, kids, whatever. But still, it's like you just don't, they don't give you enough time. It's like the days or the hours have really been shortened. So, you know, you tell them you have a 24-hour cycle. I don't believe it. I think they cut it down to 18, maybe 16 hours now. They just, you know, they, they got us programmed to think that we're on a 24-hour cycle. And I've, I've heard you know, and I've seen the theories that people say they've been cutting the hours down, which, you know, because now it feels like to me an 18, 16 to 18 hour cycle as opposed to 24 hours. Well, I, maybe it has something to do with our orbit as well, you know, or the uh, manipulation of the orbit. Um, that's and, and that's something else that, you know, maybe if, when they're activating these black holes and if they're changing the timeline too many times, it could uh, mess up other things such as our orbit. Well, that's, yeah, because every time we watch the movie and movies, they talk about you, you're going to rip a hole in a space time continuum or you're continuum. Gonna rip a hole. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and before I forget, um, basically what you just said, it's strange, but that's what I alluded to. And that's why, to me, Schauberger was so important because they said he was instrumental besides Helena Bavlatsky, you know, contacting the Vril for her through her psychic medium and finding out that um, they could go you know, like reading the Vedas and go to the Himalayas, you know, with the Aryans and all that bullshit. But that was what the crux of, they say, the Nazi bell was, is that they figured out how to manipulate one of those Schauberger devices into a time traveling machine. Mm -hmm. And uh, you could get into that. Like, that's why I always say, like, the Nazis are very interesting because there's so many fringe weird things. Like, and let's just be honest, bro. They still don't know what the fuck happened to Hitler. You know, they just had a show about was he in Argentina or did you see That's that? That's what I heard. He went. To, I, I was. I was told he went to Argentina, became a priest. Yeah, in a submarine and this and that. But they, you know, they don't talk about the guy that they said that just disappeared. One of his like little side generals or something like that. He was mm -hmm. just never seen again. And a lot of people say, yeah, well, maybe he went in a submarine or this. A lot of people said that they went to Agartha, and that's when like, you know, they realize that whatever their space-time continuum could lead them out of this world or mm -hmm. into the inner world in the same sense. And I think that's when they really started um, their breakaway civilization. And there's a lot of people who say that, um, besides Paperclip, 
that uh, there was still like, and Casbolt's one of the people that says that like some of these guys were like, basically like like the Fourth Reich. You see what I'm saying? Even mm-hmm. in Canada, like the people who were watching over him. Um, and I, I'm probably just gonna have to do a special on Casbolt and all the weirdness that, about him and Max Spears and maybe different super soldiers agendas and how this ties in. But before I get too far into it, basically, what I'm from what I'm privy to and what he's alluded to before. Now I said that like that predator story may have been based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Is that the NSA and Majestic Twelve and it lays that out in these memos created um, and have I, I think they have alien people, but I also think that they have humans which they manipulated to be closer to aliens with bionic attachments, special genomes that can uh, have different abilities. You see what I'm saying and link up their their genes with these old um you know like the spirit gangan or whatever the hell you want to call it these different old relics that give them special abilities but one of the things they say that um they created this group of guys for is to fight or go and recover these crash vehicles so basically they they say there's like aliens that are actually men in black looking guys and those guys aren't actual they're actual aliens. If that oh, makes okay. sense. I've heard about those. Yeah. Humanoid esque yeah. type. And yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But they, they just appear like, like humans and shit and they use human technology, but they're like unhuman. Like it's real men in black shit, like the movie, but not like it ain't J and K it's fucking, you know, E and T, you know, it's ET bro. But what I'm getting at is that they say that we also manipulated our own, human species and there's certain species and, and people certain genomes that they could extrapolate these um godlike abilities out of make them super soldiers and then we'll send those motherfuckers to go and fight the ets when they land you know or if there's something that goes wrong you know like besides delta force and the nro and all that these guys are, are attached to, and this is my own extrapolations but i believe that that's what a lot of the more difficult and crazy missions, such as like Phil Schneider's story. Who did, I don't know if you guys looked into this, but he said that Delta came and saved them, them dudes when all that shit hit the fan. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I was young, I used to be real into all the special forces, but they say that the top of the pops after SEAL Team 6 and, you know, uh, Dev Group, which is development group, that's, you know, it's Delta Force. It's like the same thing now. MARSOC, you know, Special Operational Command, JSOC, all that bullshit. It's all tied together, but the top of it is Delta Force. So, you know, I always get off and, and go on tangents, but even this Casbolt guy and that David Morrow and Dave Corso and Max Spears and uh, Duncan O'Finian and all these guys claim to be super soldiers, well, Without saying it, they basically say that they have a direct correlation to Majestic 12 and the, the um, dealings with these aliens, and usually ones that are bad aliens, if that makes sense. You know, ones mm-hmm. that are coming here for bad reasons. Well, I remember the uh, the movie Universal Soldier with Van Damme and uh, Dolph Lundgren, where they would take all the dead uh, Vietnam vets and then revive them, you know, su- uh, suppress their memories and... Uh, you know, send them out there to go whoop ass. So yeah. Well, I mean, you could read in the document I sent you in that link. After, and anybody, you know, hopefully, I encourage you to. But 
I think I spoke enough on all the crazy fringe things. And even before when I said for every one year, they're 45 years ahead. Um, you know, if they're making stuff like CERN, I think I'm a pretty intelligent person. But if you ask me to go and, you know, build a large Hadron Collider, besides the fact I don't have the resources, where do you even start? So like me and Sly said before, Sly and I, you know, we alluded it. I think that these people have help. And, you know, I don't think it's the kind of help that they get from their own thoughts and spiritual manifestations, if that makes sense. I agree. I got a question for you. Um, The theory of gravity, it's been it's been in all the rage. Everyone's been talking about does gravity exist? You know, when it gets to flat, I don't want to get into flat Earth. I just want to gravity per se. Um, If you go into the theory of gravity, it technically makes no sense if every object has mass and gravity is a force that only pulls things together and not push them apart, then certain creatures, things that should be affected by gravity are not. And, you know, so it it never made sense to me that gravity holds everything together. I mean, huge oceans and, and from falling off. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) I do. I do, bro. Um, So so do you have any thoughts on that? You know, I I go back to Sir Isaac Newton, right? He's gravity, Sir Isaac, Sir Isaac Newton. And they basically tried teaching us what, what is an object at rest stays in rest, right? Is yeah, that... yeah. Okay, so um, he got the idea by watching an Apple. Once again, Apple, Sir Isaac Newton, the Apple computers. But I'm pretty sure that Isaac Newton was a, he was in the occult, right? He was a mason or whatever the hell he i'm sure that rosicrucian whatever the hell he was back then but before there was the internet and all these different things to learn some of these things or or to discover them or to find the knowledge of extraterrestrial physics and movements you had to be in with them you see what i'm saying right so a lot of people don't know that the, the masonic halls are checkered but outside of the plaza hotel guess what they are checkered you know so they sprinkle signs and uh just the fact that they're they're involved itself should make you question everything i don't want to sidetrack your answer too much i know that i if i jump out of a building i'm gonna fall to my death okay so you have to examine the reasons on on like you're saying why would a body be falling now here's what it makes me think, and I I don't know if this is a good analogy or if I'm even making sense in a good debate or argument, but um, I think that it has to do more about densities. And I don't know that I'd say I think gravity is created by magneticism, but I think that, like, the fact that they can make anti-gravity chambers, right? Mm -hmm. Or the fact that they can create vacuums, may give credence to because we're in orbit there might be some sort of semblance of something you could refer to as gravity but i think it has to do more with the vortexual motion that schauberger talked about that if you he when he studied water it moved in a vortex so i don't know how to explain it but if it, it, it like when water goes down into a drain and everybody says water can't stay on a ball, right? That's another argument. Like, right. 
people always say, right? But yeah. I think what I think without being too educated on, because I'm not like a physicist, bro. You know, I'm just some kid that smokes weed and like looks into shit all day. But, you know, I smoke weed before 11, basically. But what I'm getting at is like the densities aren't the same in, they say, in space, right? Or in water. So, like, if you jump into water, you don't fall as quickly, right? That's what it makes me think of. Right. In the same way, I think that there's levels of atmosphere that have more or less gravity. And and this is the truth, because they say when you fly a plane, they're not using their engine. The engine is usually just to to get up to the point where they're flying the plane. Mm -hmm. And then the turbines pretty much just carry it and it drifts, you know, like they don't have to use as much so and in the flat earth you're getting into what now you got to take into consideration jet streams um basically what you're dealing with those inertia and they say what we're falling at 9.8 seconds mm-hmm. but then at the same time um if you would take the, per se like maybe a feather you know and i think this is where what gets into aerospace and aeronautics the actual uh, design, like per se, of a Ferrari, or um, like, have you seen the SR seventy one? Yeah, they're wide. You know, they're wide winged, or like even the, the stealth bombers. The way that they, f- it just, it, it's all to me. It's anomalous, but I feel like that there has to be a gravitational force only because I think that we've created a way to create anti gravity vacuums, and we also can have ionic propulsion or um, just regular propulsion, like Von Braun propulsion, you know, which is a destructive force. Like you're exploding something just like a bullet in a gun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how to explain it though completely. Like I know that's a very roundabout answer, but no, I want to say that I think. No, that's fine I because, well, because how they kind of like shoot themselves in the foot. Like as if you go into the string theory, you know, where it says um, there's either three to 10 alternate universes that existing at the same time. And then they say, well, gravity kind of bleeds off into these other dimensions. And it's like, that doesn't make sense. So then you're just like, you acknowledge there's multiple timelines going on at the same time as us. Mm-hmm. And you need to tell us this, this mystical force called gravity can intersect these different timelines at the same time. So that means there's a way for you to kind of catch a ride on some of these gravity streams and go into the, I mean, it's like, you want to give us the truth. Now what you're saying, it don't make sense because you're disproving the very uh, theory of gravity that you're trying to tell us is, to, is, to is legit. Yeah. It, it's enough to make your head explode. Sly. You know, it really is. But, um, and another thing it makes me think of is that like, so maybe, if they're saying gravity is what keeps everything together, it makes me think that like the human spectrum of light in your optical, you know, your perception. So there's some people that believe that the universe is based on your perception alone. And if you close your eyes, if you're not having a dream and there's no uh, visual light that you don't see anything, it's nothing but darkness. So I think that like a, a lot of what the CERN, is showing us and the fact that they're trying to create basically what we said were black holes or the Higgs Bronson particle. Mm-hmm. I think that that might show that maybe that um, what they're doing is by creating that with that 
tremendous speed, then maybe they're like basically defeating the gravitational hold of reality or, or they're actually splitting the material reality. And that's how they can dive into those multiple dimensions. If that makes sense. Gotcha. So I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm explaining a, a, a logic to what you explained to me to how, you know, you said the gravity leaks through the different dimensions. Maybe that's what holds them together. But at the same time, you're saying, and that disproves their own theory. Mm-hmm. You see, it's a lot. It's just so much to think about. But like, I, I really think that like, it has to do with that CERN. Like the more I'm, we're going to have to look into the CERN, like get as much information as we can. And oh, before I forget too, uh, I think that it was very funny, and this is off topic, but we were just discussing um, the the guy that got out of the tank and the holographic thing. Yeah. You know? Bro, they just dropped. Just on Instagram, I saw this on KickSquare or something. They changed the – they have the digital NBA jerseys. They I changed, saw that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. What the fuck, guys? But this and that and not that it, you know it's not that far fetched I'm sure it's, but it's a wearable optical optical illusion basically I mean whether or not they're just changing the jersey or the, whatever they're doing I mean you see it on cars now too these high end cars I, that's what I, and when they did it I, when you mentioned the, the SR71 Blackbird and the uh, the B2 Bomber when they had the cloak and well, you know the, the, uh, the panels reflective paneling whatever same, exactly. I'm, same thing I was like come on y'all y'all had this shit back in the 70s playing around with it so my one buddy believe it or not um he worked for boeing bro and uh he he didn't like tell me too much crazy stuff but you know he told me about like the b2s and all that and he told me that like you know just small stuff that like um he was actual mechanic but he worked on f-18s and he sent me pictures of mini guns before and was like delete these you know not that he'd get in that much trouble but like Man, they gave him a hard time because he dated, he married the Chinese national. You know what I'm saying? So, man, but he used to tell me some pretty interesting things about, you know, all the weird stealth stuff, technology, but um, about some conspiracies. Like, I, I guess he was present when um, they were dropping bombs in Kosovo, right? Uh-huh. And and this is, per, you know, a personal story. He told me that, you know, they're dropping bombs in Kosovo, and this is in the 90s, so it's, you know, we we all know about the conflict. But company and his, you know, they have their debrief, and the guys, oh, we're just flying over in support capacity. We're not doing this and that. Well, that's all good and well, but he was the one that was in charge of arming the planes. And he said that when they, when <laughs> you know, they went out, they had bombs on them, and when they came back, the motherfucking strings were hanging, you know, like the metal, the metallic strings that held yeah. And he told, you know, they could say whatever they want, but I knew, you know, oh, Mo, he used to talk about oh, Mo, trust me, I, you know, I seen with my own eyes. That's how he used to talk, but he's like, yeah, they're, they're you know, they're sitting us, telling us at the base they're not doing nothing, and I'm the guy who I'm in the fucking bombs. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, Jay, like, you told me enough, bro, I believe you, you know, but, so, even in that sense, you know, everybody at the base isn't privy to the situation and we know they were lying to the public at that point we you know we were over there bombing the shit out of them but they're even lying to their own guys you know and and my buddy's the guy arming the fucking bombs that the the commandant's lying about dropping so 
Wow. Some other stuff. Like, do you ever hear people complain about planes looking rickety? Yeah. Do you know why that is? No. Because when a plane flies at the speed it has to, the metal fucking expands in air. Okay, gotcha. So it'll actually expand to to to, to the fitting that's contour that's how it's supposed to be. Gotcha. You know, and this is from, and I'm sure they're not all. You know, we're talking about Boeing though. They can't just, you know, he's putting F-16s, F-18s in the air. You know, he was one of the guys who told me about the F-22 and F-35 before I knew about it. That you know, the thing that they were supposed to spend a billion dollars on, and then it just never came to fruition. <laughs> I think it came to fruition. I think that they just needed more money than were losing. You know, we digress, but, but I, you know, I just wanted to tell you even the little side story. We were talking about stealth fighters and stuff, but um, yeah, man, I, I just want to shout out all all your uh, your viewers and listeners too, man, because without them, you know, I wouldn't have a chance to come on. I was I was one of the commenters, and like you guys asked some really good questions last time, man. I went back and like watched and. I say um too much. That's another thing I'm I'm trying to cut out of my, you know, vernacular is the um. But a lot of these things, it takes a lot of mind power to try to address and come up with, you know, words to explain what I'm feeling in my mind. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not a. I was always a decent speaker, but it's hard to um portray things, and I have terrible anxiety. But sly so um, you know, I just. Like I said, don't forget Majestic 12. Um, and if you could post that link, if you want to get into some of the other commenters' questions. If not, man, I appreciate your time as always, brother. Yeah, let me um, let me see what's going on. Somebody asked about fire orbs. Are you familiar or have, have you heard anything about them? Um, yeah, I think I, I actually did see the commenter say something about that. I don't know if you remember, but I said besides the weird alien thing in the Black Panther that I saw that was actually close to me and visceral, um, I did see what I can't explain to be anything but fire orbs. And that, that struck me weird that she said that, I think she said she saw them up close or something. Um, I've never had that, but I will say this, that where I'm from, close to where I'm from, there's an Air Force base that was so actually, the 9-11th wing was like a refueling and, you know, like a depot wing. Mm-hmm. But it was shut down, which, and this is something, you know, for you guys to remember. When you see the Air Force bases and stuff get shut down like that, um, sometimes they shut down. But if you they're shut down and they reopen, that's like grounds for strain. That's when, like, you got to expect some strange shit to happen. So Right. Yeah, this base, which was like, you know, it's just a regular base, but it's, you know, by the Pittsburgh airport located right, right next to it. But, um, I saw what I believe to be a firework once going to this mall to where the air force base was very close to, but it was like so far away. Sly, I thought it was like the sun or something or a reflection of the sun. And I noticed like, okay, it's not the sun. It's as bright as the sun and it's glowing. And it moved around very sporadically and then poof, disappeared. And then the only, and I was with my buddy actually that, um, not Kovac, not the one who saw the Panther or anything, but I was with my boy at the time that he claims he saw the same thing up close and saw aliens and other stuff. But I'm, I'm not here to give you guys false, you know, reports. I'm trying to tell you what I saw, but I do believe I saw one once. And the other time I was with myself, by myself, excuse me, going to the same, on the same highway, same route, 
and this was actually right where the Air Force wing would have been. So this was even stranger, but I I told you guys about this before, that um it looked like it was on the wing of the airplane that was flying. And I don't know if it was like a military plane or a charter, you know, commercial or whatever it was, but it was like this orb was on the the, the tail wings. Okay, and from what I looked into once I saw those things is that those are um I don't, I don't want to say like AI like drones but apparently like some of those orbs can manifest into actual beings if that makes sense like that's their it's like a traveling cloak like if you were to to disintegrate like almost like it's corny but Wonka vision bro you know what I mean mm-hmm. how they, when when uh they turned the boy fr- from Wonka into all the particles and then he reassimilated. That's right. That's right. They, they put it in the movies, but they say, bro, that um um basically that ball is like is raw energy. You get what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. the, it's the raw energy of the molecules of that being. And I've heard that, and I've heard other things, but yeah, I've actually. You know, I've never seen, like, what I thought to be a flying disc, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to lie to you guys and say, yeah, I saw this, I saw that. No, I'm not that kind of cornball. But I did twice see these things, and I find it very strange that after that, I'm pretty sure it was, like, the 9-11th Air Regiment, when whatever the hell it was called, that's right where we saw them both times from the same highway. And almost the same spot, but once it was to the west side of the highway and once to the east. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know, bro. Besides what I just told you about the molecular manifestation, if you want to call it that, that's I don't have very much information on those orbs, but I believe in those orbs because I I don't know what else the, the hell that was in the sky that day. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't the sun; it was glowing like the sun, and then it just you know it just it moved around a little bit, like very sporadically, and then pew, like gone, and that's it. Yeah, the only the weirdest thing that I've ever seen is um, you know, you catch some shit out the corner of your eye that you know you saw something or something was looking at you and you look back again and it's not there. You know, the whole it's that old oh someone was someone was peeking in at you from another dimension and you just happen to catch it. So I've had those uh, experiences, but I've never experienced any orbs or uh anything like that. Um it's some negative spirits here and there, but nothing nothing like uh nothing, nothing like Shoot it! No. Yeah. No. <laughs> that, that, honestly, uh, that to me it was just so visceral, just because I've been in the woods so much, and I told you guys how, like, you know, I'm an urban dude, but like, I spent so much time in the woods that I've never ever thought that I would see something like that in that close. But um, yeah, like I get what you're saying, and and I think, bro, that like even ghosts and, and um, apparitions and spirits are, are, are real. Like, I, I don't want to get into it, but the house that I'm in right now, um, you know, like I said to you guys before, I'm, I, I'd like to think I'm slightly psychic, but like, and, you know, I'm just telling you guys this because like, I want you a little bit relatable. When I was younger, you know, I would do the, the party drug, you know, the mall, the MDM, MDMA mm-hmm. and shit. So, a lot of people will do it to get hype or whatever, have a good time. Well, my weird ass, bro, I'll take it. And, I, you know, I could see what I think is like your guardian angels on your shoulder or at least like the energies. You see what I'm saying? Like at first, I didn't even believe the shit that I like that what I was seeing or what I was feeling was telling me. But then I would like ask people things like, you know, that 
did your grandpa mean a lot to you or like you get what i'm saying and i'm yeah. not like a medium to where i'm speaking to these entities but you could like sense them bro so well no they like um they say you know like the indians used to do the peyote and they go into the different um you know whatever dimensions and see things so i mean definitely you know i'm not saying yeah. drugs is take drugs but there's the some drugs yeah yeah yes yeah. yes well, so, well now yeah. bro they just you know rogan and uh Tyson were just talking about doing DMT and you know really the okay. DMT the Detro whatever it's called Detro Mio five or whatever, but it's it's basically like frog jizz that they dry out and they're smoking from this frog or they can make it synthetically. Yeah, real talk. It's Colorado frog. Like it's called like the Bulbasaur or something. See like um I know a lot about weird shit like this too because like I have you ever heard of the uh Hamilton's pharmacopoeia? Only that yeah, here and there, but like, nothing. He's a corny, like, white dude that they put on Vice, and he was this guy that, he's like a chemist and, and a synthesizer himself. Like, he could make, you know, chemicals, and I mean, he could basically probably make goddamn anything out of mm -hmm. chemicals. So, um, he had his own show on Vice for a little while, but you, and you guys could look into this, it's on YouTube, but Hamilton's Pharmacopia, I want you to go and just watch, like, part of one episode or something. You get to, the weirdness and the intelligence that this fucking guy has. He was actually on Rogan before, but what his bag is, bro. And like, I'm not sitting here saying I'm high and mighty, but like, I think, you know, I might've ate mushrooms before and like barely felt wiggly or like, I don't have no visual crazy experiences. I'm not like a huge drug. Like I never did acid. I would never do DMT or none of this crazy shit. Mm -hmm. Right. But, um, like, this guy, Hamilton, he, you know, he goes around, uh, he'll go to in the middle of the jungle and uh, do the shit the way they do it. Like, get them the tea leaves, the, you know, and you could go, He, I think he has like 10 or 15 episodes maybe before they pulled it. But man, he, this guy, man, he, um, he'll go and do the native drug with the natives and then do, he did the shows. But before he was doing that, he would write like compository, um, you know, details of all of his experiments <laughs> and experiences. And, I, you know, like like you're just saying, I'm not out here telling people to go trip the fuck out. Like, that's not the wave. But it's interesting to see, like, these guys' perspectives and their their viewpoints on Earth's, on Earth that um, even has to do with molecular, like the chemicals, you know, the ingestions that people take and how it can alter your reality or your consciousness. Right. It's very interesting stuff, especially with the DMT, which... Even Tyson said, it's like you die and leave your body without dying when you do it. And it gives you a sense that you're egoless. Like, it's a drug that removes your ego. You know what I mean? And, and that's a crazy thing, bro. Because, like, we, you know, we discussed the limitless pill and all these different things. And, you know, even Lucy. That's one of my favorite fucking movies. Mm -hmm. The Lucy movie, bro. And, you know, for obvious reasons, I love me some... Whatever her name is, I forgot her name. Scarlett Johansson. Oh my gosh! I, I <laughs> but yeah, so even that movie was a basically what was it that the they said the the god the the thing that mums produced to give to the baby that was the spark that the doctor tells her once she you know she comes in and makes them remove the extra bags and that's far fetched, bro. But you know, Morgan Freeman's in the movie as a scientist telling people that it's possible to mentally spark your brain to have more than a hundred percent capacity and uh she does it with the drug simultaneously throughout the movie great movie bro i mean yeah at that point you pretty much shed your physical body and you wouldn't even 
yeah, you'd be on some other shit. You, well, yeah. it, it, well, well, and and this is what you know, and this, it's I'm glad you said that because what happens to the end? In the end, she basically moves more and more into uh, her actual being until she becomes a fucking supercomputer. Yeah. Right, and then downloads all the information, the Akashic records. That's basically and gave the, him the thumb drive at the end. Yep, you're right. Yep. Drive, and then poof, dissolved in the pixels like that goddamn uh, apparition I saw run across the road, the goat guy. You know what I mean, the Wendingo or whatever. It's the same dissolved in the pixels. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But what does that show you that um, when she realized that she was the, the destruction of her her ego and consciousness? When she hit the final destination, she died. Yeah, you know I mean, that was the end. So, like, that basically shows the link between matter and spirituality, with knowledge tied in. One of my favorite movies, man. It's a deep movie when you sit there and actually, you know. And it's funny we started off with this Hamilton pharmacopoeia guy, and ended up with Lucy. But that's a great example in the movie, and I'm sure there's a lot of other movies pertaining to that stuff. But like, before I forget, like. Um, these guys like Hamilton, MJ12, and I'm just going to give you this example and to show you how things can affect our reality. Their their thoughts and their their um, knowledge of um I don't know elements, everything, bro. Just their overall knowledge. So Hamilton on on Rogan before they're discussing the the opiate problem, you know, and how we know how um. The one company had, you know, there's been Percocets and Vicodins forever and, you know, morphine and on and on. We could go on and on. Morphine, heroin, all that. Opium. Opium wars fought. You know, Chinese used to smoke opium den. Mm-hmm. You know, opium dens. But um, Rogan asked Hamilton about stuff. And before I forget, I'm just going to get into it. And Hamilton tells him that he actually knows the guy who created fentanyl. Okay, he's personal friends with them. So, like, that would tell you, you know, at first you look at this Hamilton guy, he's just some fucking corny, nerdy white guy. He's pale as a ghost. I'm like, how, what, what do you know, guy? You know, like, you just, you eat drugs and you go out in the middle of the woods and trip out, dog. But, so he tells Rogan, he knew the, he knew the guy who originally synthesized uh, fentanyl. And this is how, and it's funny you said this, and you understand, bro, which is like, wow, I'm sure we would just get along besides the fact we party and maybe have fun like in our former days. Um, you even said yourself that um, something pertaining to this, but what he said, oh, that, that um, guys who think that people look at them as evil, but they think they're doing a good thing. Okay, mm-hmm. and this is why and I got to make sense, so I'm not just some idiot talking here. Um, he says that the guy who invented fentanyl did it on the auspice that it would be a good thing, okay? Okay. His idea was that by creating fentanyl, this super powerful drug that's killed a capillion people by now, not to mention the corindithol, which is even worse. It's like elephant tranquilizer. That's like the other thing they're putting in a lot of dope now besides fentanyl is corindithol. And other, um, I forget what the hell he calls them, but like synonyms for the drug basically compounds that they tweak and alter to be the same i've just forgot the word that he used but it's basically the same drug that they you know they'll alter a molecule and it's the same thing basically but um what he said basically is this guy his original idea was to release fentanyl so it would drive the price down of heroin and then people wouldn't have the incentive to to move the heroin 
Does that make sense? Yeah. So he did it so that people could produce it in the lab, produce this fentanyl, and get the same opiate type high, but not have to pay the amount that they would for the heroin, so that that would take the incentive out of the global trade overall. But what it did was, as we know, it took a lot of lives, and people who can't get real heroin, they, they just get fentanyl and cut it, and then people end up dying because they're chasing that high. Well, that's the thing. And that's the thing. You you can't trust people to not mess with what you've created. You can create the perfect drug, no side effects or no, no detrimental side effects and give you the high for next to nothing. Somebody's going to fuck with it. Yeah. And that's, it's the dosage, bro. And and I hate to cut you off, but it reminds me of the water fluorization. So they know that this shit's bad for us, right? If it's if it's more than three or four parts per million, it's gonna kill us so quick mm. that like, you know, we'd all drop dead. But so they only put one part per million and, and did it slow over time. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, some things they know are detrimental, but in certain dosages, it's acceptable and a lot and a laudable. But you know, you get people that take things things too far and then they end up dead. Or in in this case, you know. Uh, fentanyl became so easy to produce. Now, analogs, that's the word, analog. When they take a chemical and they tweak it, mm-hmm. they create analog chemicals so that technically it's not fentanyl they're sending. It's acetate 98 fentanyl. And then it's not, basically, it's not illegal because they don't even know what the fuck it is. Like right, a, they can't classify it as a, as a yeah, by which law, is smart. Yeah. It, is, it is smart, but then you're getting into you know, bro, and I, we don't have to get into the dark web and Silk Road and all. You know, I know a lot of weird shit, bro, but, like, um, this is, like, one of the biggest problems we're having in America right now is, is Chinese fentanyl coming here. You know, and it not only is it coming from other avenues, but it's coming now straight from China, bro. Just, you know. Well, that and, and uh, the K2. Oh, my God, man, the K2 shit. Bro, oh, my. You have Man. <laughs> Man, listen, I, you know, I, I, I know some people who know some people who knew some people who knew some people. So right now, and I don't want to talk at breast because the guy's at large. Like, and you could look this up. It was on our local news and everything. But basically, there was a dude around here who's a super big timer. And, and you know, I'm, we're getting into other stuff. But this kind of stuff interests me, too. And it's just funny you just said this. But he went in. And, and, you know, he, he's done for. So, like, I don't feel bad speaking about this. And I'm sure they're not going to, like, come to this for fucking whatever. But this was all laid out in documentation on, on the news and shit. But it's funny because I used to um, have relations with one of the women who was listed in this indictment. Like, relations as in we had sex. You know, like, none, you know, we would chill and blow. But, like, I knew a lot of these people. Okay, let's just say that. I didn't, they're, they're not associates of mine, but I know who all these people were, a lot of them. So, and this is how it ties in, but this guy who's on the, on the run right now, because basically he had like him and his brother got a life sentence. And what I think is that he decided to work with the people mm-hmm. to get out. Cause he was having a hard time behind, behind the cage. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So he, he decided to work with them and get out and create this huge, uh, Rico, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that he could go on the run. 
if, if that makes sense. And, and he got to keep a lot of his shit. But this is why I'm telling you about this is he has like billboards on the highway right now where the marshals are looking for this dude. Wow. But I believe it's all, you know, they, they know they might not know where he is, but I, I believe that they let him run is what I'm saying. That was okay. part of the deal. But um, and I'm just going to tell you because it's all laid out like this isn't this is public information. Now. But what they were doing, and it's funny you said this and maybe you have knowledge of this, but they were dipping in paper into this liquid K2, mm-hmm. sending paper into inmates um, as uh, like documents, like lawyer documents. Yeah. Like, and then yeah. they, they had people on the inside ripping it up and giving it to other inmates. To right. Broke. Yes. And that was part of like what they got caught up in. But like, bro, you know, these dudes, they they were arch criminals when I was a guppy. You know what I'm saying? But I always knew of these guys. But to think that they're involved with shit like that, like, you know, you, it, it's enough to spin your head. Like, you know, it, it, but I just brought that up because you said K2. But like, that's nowadays it's just a different ball game, bro. Like they're doing shit like dipping paper into, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the with and and uh, like I even wa- you know I watch a lot of the, the shows and like I I saw this one guy and uh, and then you know we could take other questions but I saw one guy before they they saturated a rope he was trying to come from Colombia or something and he had this big carrying you know like a uh, they're like why do you got all this extra cordage you know like what are you you know what are you doing climbing a mountain buddy and then, you know they felt it and it was wet and then they soaked it with liquid cocaine so like with these guys. And what I'm getting at is it's all tied together because these dudes in the top position too. You know, anybody could tell you that the CIA has knowledge or is the biggest drug dealer themselves. It actually says that in the link that I sent you. You know what I mean? They fund a lot of this clandestine, these clandestine operations with the cell besides of uh, hybridized materials. Like, how, you know, that Phil Snyder will even tell you that, you know, the type of t- titanium he held up is it's uh, on the Liberty class nuclear subs, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they'll, they'll take that material and they'll sell it in civilian applications, you know, under the auspices, or, you know, or get to the South, like, but um, it has, this is all related to drugs and everything because these guys that mandate all these, these, uh, you know, have this communion with these, the top brass and in, in, in the alien agenda, they're also into moving the drugs, like in, more and more that'll be proved I, you know we could get into the fast and furious and you know this oh yeah show. with uh eric eric holder uh yeah, well, yeah. But, you know the bro look what just happened with Chapo. i mean they're basically acknowledging that he was uh he was in cahoots with the mexican government that he paid off pena the leader of the, the whole lead you know the president like was paid off yeah and that almayo you know is the main guy it's still on the run, by the way. But, you know, basically, they use Chapo as the fall guy, bro. You know what I mean? That's they, all they he, yeah, that's him. all he is. That's that's yeah. it. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, I mean, even the, the, you know, Zambada's son came on and even said, you know, he's not, you know, my dad's the leader. You know, he, he was in conjunction with my dad. But, like, bro, you know, it's all politics. That's all I'm here to tell y'all. And, I mean, you could watch. <laughs> did you ever see the... I'm sure a lot of people have watched Narcos, you know, but I love the first two seasons of it, man. See, I wasn't, I actually liked the Chapo. Did you see the Chapo? Nah, I don't want to see. No, when Pablo killed Pablo, man, and I was like, fuck. 
And then see, the families were warned. I was like, okay, I'm I'm semi-interested. And after that, I was like, I'm, I'm done. See, that was Narcos, though. They actually had an El Chapo Netflix special that was just El Chapo, not Narcos. Right, right, right. it was right. all in Spanish. A lot of people didn't like it, too, because it was all in Spanish. So you had to read it in subtitles. Yeah. But apparently, bro, uh, it was so, like, on edge. And then, like, his first run to get drugs across for um, Pablo, you know what I'm saying? He basically told him, look, bro. Because he got dogged out by his other dude. You know, he was just a weed runner. And then, like, you know, they showed the first episode how he got on with Pablo. So he came to Pablo and he's like, look, man, everybody gets it across in 48. He's like, 36. You know, I'll get your shit there. 36, dog. <laughs> you know, Pablo's like, you know, when people make promises, they don't keep. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, he's yeah. like, I'm Pablo. You know, I don't like problems. Like he told him in blow. You know what I'm saying? So, Chapo's like, I got this. So. After um, wrecking the airplane, paying off a dude, getting his shit stole, taking a dude hostage to get it back, paying off a DEA guy, getting into multiple shootouts, he finally gets it delivered. Then after he gets it delivered through his tunnel, he kills 30 workers that dug the tunnel just so they don't know where his tunnel is for the next run. Yeah. So, like, that shows you the type of guy, you know, and he was getting big 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 money to do this but my point is like you know you look at El Chapo like oh he's just some you know these are just dudes that do that you know he's out there putting in work to get that money bro but the point is is that um they even show through that government how corrupt it is in South America and how you know I don't have to get into that but like you know um at the end of the day bro from what I'm to understand for a lot of years, Sinaloa had a stranglehold because he was working with the feds, pointing right. out their cartels right. and eliminating their corridors to, to, to move yep. shit. Sure so was. basically, with the conjunction of the CIA and his own movements, he's controlling the the, 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 the entire market, you know, in one way or another. And I don't want to get into all what I know about narco terrorists and, you know, the Zetas and the Gulf and all, you know, now it's the new guys are the uh, new generation, Halesco, JNJ called or CNJG. Mm-hmm. Those dudes don't play. They're down there whacking everybody, bro. But like, you know, it's you can't acknowledge the problems in America. And this gets to the build a wall and, you know, all this bullshit. But you can't you have to look at our, our neighboring. Uh, really, Canada isn't as much as a player. I think Canada has a lot more to do with, you know, like the military shit. But Mexico is, is, is a big drug corridor, man. And we know that how corrupt everything is down there. And it spills over into the southeast, man. I mean, well, yeah, like the, the Texas ranchers were down there going to war with them because they wouldn't sell the let the let them use their property to move stuff across. And, you know, they start putting the, the heads on the pikes on their, on their property to kind of scare them off. And then these motherfuckers are down there, you know, going to war with these fucking cartels. And well, they, and, and bro, look at Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? Breaking yeah. Bad. You know that that's a great illustration. Um, hell, even what was the the one movie with um? Oh, oh uh, yeah, what's it called? It is Sicario, the first Sicario. The first one's dope. Great flick, yeah. I yeah. seen the second one, wasn't too much of a fan, but like, bro, I mean, if, if just go watch the Sicario and then think about the, the shit that I'm saying to you and how just realize how that guy is actually a CIA operative and they're doing clandestine operations. In Mexico, 
What was what, what was the Tom Cruise movie? He played the drug smuggler. Barry the Barry Seal shit. Um, yes. Did you see even Barry, bro? Even Barry Seal, like, and that's another guy. He's a CIA pilot. And then, like, and what I was trying to allude before, that's what I was trying to say about Paddock. If Paddock was a pilot and worked at Lockheed, and uh, nobody has, it's all fuzzy information. And by the way, how many pictures did they ever release of Paddock? I can't remember. One of them with a crooked head. Yeah. You know, I some, remember, some people yeah. say he, he wasn't even dead. Like, he didn't even die. They just staged the body. A lot of people say he's still alive. And um, things have happened. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, Snowden said that um, Bin Laden was still That's alive. Right. In a pair of pants. You know? That's right. You know, not That's right. I don't know how related that could be. But, you know, I'm glad that you heard of that one before. But, you know. He's like, nah, he's he's good. And I mean, hey, what proof do we have that he was killed? Or, I mean, Saddam Hussein, they kind of like, you know, dragged it out and made it a public event. But Okay, now with Saddam, I, I was hearing, they, they were saying that was his body double. Body double, yeah. And I did hear that too, that he had body doubles, which, you know, we're getting in the, but then like, you know, bro, then we could bring up Gaddafi. You know what I'm saying? And like with Gaddafi, you know why they say they killed him? Because he was going to implement the gold dinar. The gold dinar, that's right. You um, know what I mean? Remember the movie about Saddam's son, the guy who played one of his his body double. It was a major motion picture uh, release like, seven, eight years ago. It told the story of one of, what was it, Uday's body doubles, how he became to be one of Uday's uh, body doubles. It was it's a crazy movie. See, I never seen that one, but I see, I, I bro, I could buy it all because what you have to understand too is that who you know who went and helped train those guys in the fucking in the early days, it, it was us, yeah, the CIA, because they were fighting a war against Iran. So uh, Saddam became went from being our you know buddy, old buddy, old pal, and then and uh, here's one of my other favorite movies, Three Kings. Okay. Right? Yeah. 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 So then, so then Saddam, he wasn't satisfied with what happened. He was going to go into Kuwait. You know what I mean? So then it gave us a, a reason to go back over and, and start the first Gulf War. You know what I mean? That's what happened. Saddam went to Kuwait and stole all their shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? They put it right in the movies. It's right in Three Kings, which is, once again, it's one of my favorite movies. And I, I don't know how related it is, but, like, you could even – somebody said – um. I think it might have been Nate, but um, somebody said something about the men who stare at goats. Mm-hmm. And that and um, George Clooney's always playing a special forces guy. Do you notice that? Like, yeah. If, if he's not playing Danny Ocean, stealing everything from people. But um, yeah, man, it's just you know I, I always like getting on and talking, even if we're we're we we you know we're just rambling about and. and discussing different shit now a lot of it is tied together though bro that's you know at the end of the day like look what that's why i told you what i did about the hamilton right you know, him knowing that the guy who created the, the fentanyl and shit it's you wouldn't think that somebody is um like he's not domineering at all you know he's just some some pipsqueak looking dude but he can have a, a chemical and an idea that could kill or change the change the lives of millions of people you know what I mean? Or, or know the guy who does. You know what I'm saying? People like him with just something as, as simple as a, a chemical. Yeah. True that. True that. Well. But yeah, bro. Man, I'm looking forward to hopefully one time we get some of your other guys on and like do the Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, you know, 
they everybody be like, hey, I want to go. I want to go to the stream, and I put the link out there. Like crickets, crickets. So I'm hoping, aside from uh, Time Lord and my other guys, like you know, I want to get some of the some of the newer uh, people in chat in. So you know, we just all you know share and share alike. So I'm hoping next Friday we can do this. Worst case, next Friday and next Saturday. So. Definitely. If yeah, we'll we'll go for the next one. If not the next, so then maybe I'll have. Uh, I think what I'm gonna get into maybe is some of the super soldier stories next. Definitely yes, yes. Um, just because I feel that relates to the MJ12 and NSA, you know, and everything else. And, and it's just that kind of stuff interests me. You know, like you're talking about uh, Duncan O'Finian, even like back. This was back on the Jesse Ventura show when I really got very interested in them. Mm-hmm. Just because that they acknowledged it and put it on TV. Now I'm sure everybody's heard of how the Nazis started all their experiments to create super soldiers back then, and they had what, what was his name Mendelev or yeah Joseph Mendelev. I mean the movie Joseph, Overlords. Yeah, uh, jo- Joseph Mengel. Yeah, whatever the hell his name was. But yeah, he was into doing all the split personalities and shit, which is you know it's a, this is off topic, but they say that's where a lot of the MK Ultra came from. Yeah. It's from um, his experiments. Even the movie uh, Overlords, you know, they thousand year right. We need, we need thousand year soldiers. And I was just like, so, they didn't total well, a lot. Of well, and it's, it's crazy, but like you know, Casbolt says a lot of crazy fringe off the wall shit. Like he, I think he even said that George Bush is like the reptilian leader, and like the the Queen of England's like the mother wolf or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. crazy, crazy wild ass shit. But he says that. Um, one of the things that they would do is when they train these children that they took to become super soldiers, they split their their um, personality. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they, once they're in this dream state or in this altered state of consciousness, it's a uh, you completely forget that, that that person exists. So like these people will say, "Yeah, we got a cell phone call," and then the guy just left. But really, what he did is just had his alternate personality activated and, and now he thinks that he's james bond and he's about to go whack some people out. yeah just sec, sex workers sex workers are no different uh they, yeah, exactly. they all got these in, compartmentalized in, alters and yeah manchurian candidate and you get yeah. into like even the movie shooter you know what i'm saying it's not exactly how they did him but they in that sense they pick guys who and i think that's what they did with harvey oswald that's what they say that's that was harvey oswald's story shooter that is yeah. what exists Shot for shot, yes. That's what and we will, as much as like I love covering and just talking in general with you, like I love revisiting the, the past because you can learn so much about the history from the past. Like even as a little kid, I was always into history, man. Like, um, but I think that's another thing besides the super soldiers, which I'd like to do next. Like I'm gonna have to go back and revisit everything I know or I've heard about the JFK stuff because, like, from you know, there's some of my closest friends think that the guy killed him was riding in the car with JFK, you know? Okay. Let's just touch that for a quick. I've heard Jackie had a gun. They say Jackie shot him when See, he I kneeled. Never heard that. That's okay. I heard the guy, one of the, uh, the driver turn around and sh- which I've seen the footage. He didn't have it. I didn't see where he shot him at, where he turned the driver turns around and shoot. I didn't see it. It's, yeah, been, it's been said. But what were we watching that film on? Fucking, what was that? Nintendo 64? Like, you get what I'm saying, yeah, bro? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's, in the Zapruder film, like, you, we could talk about all the people who were silenced. We could talk about, and I was just watching something yesterday, 
about they, they're trying to say that H.W. Bush, George H.W. Bush and one of his cronies were outside of the school book depository. And then when they asked him about it, he told him he couldn't remember. You mean, dog, you're the director of the CIA. You couldn't remember where you were when when the president got assassinated? Get the fuck out of here. I do remember they changed his route at the last minute. That part I do remember. And that's even more interesting. And and I don't want to get into into, and spoil all my crazy friends. Right, right, yeah. I heard about the mob and the CIA and FBI and even the, 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 and I said this in the comments before, and the fact that, um, it has to do with like Carlos Marcelo and Traficante and different mm-hmm. guys. But, um, they was like a blood for blood hit. They did like JFK for RFK. Right. And they did it so that two different entities would do it and, and it wouldn't make very much sense. But and it, and this all ties together. Once again, all my horse shit does find some semblance is that it, it just goes to show you. And with the other things I've alluded to in the past that I'm sure you will get the hint hint is that these, um, the, like the black hand and all these different Russians or whoever else they're maybe not that they're directly tied to the top, but they're like c- uh, civilian enforcement arms without knowing it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, they that all means- take oaths. No, of yeah, I'm sorry. You no, I, I, you're right. Let me answer. They all got the omertas. They all got the, you know, even all of them, bro, even, and like you said before, to become a cop, you're taking an oath to the demon to be a cop or whatever. Yep. Fuck. So there's a proof in the is in the pudding, bro. But what I'm saying is at the top, the they're tied. They're all tied. No, I, I agree. I want to answer one of the questions. Um, Pablo, the reason why she's going to the back, she's trying to scoop his brains out or pick up his brains. Remember, he got shot. The first shot was in, the, was in the neck area, but the second shot, the head shot, she was trying to scoop his brain. Because <laughs> it's on the back Back in the fucking car, she fucked up, man. Yeah, I I never, like, they did him so dirty. Skull cap. <laughs> Wait, when they eat the throat shot, he's grabbing his throat. He, oh, I was like, oh, they. You could yeah, even man. you could even bless him with a headshot to get him out of the end of his his suffering. <laughs> well, how about the magic bullet theory? How about that one? Oh, the bullet hit him and and uh, defied physics and gravity, and then you know. <laughs> It just gets funnier and funnier. Yeah. You know, they say, like, the FBI took out a chunk of pavement. The Zapruder film. We're going to revisit this, bro, because I have a Definitely. lot of... Definitely. I know I, I've devoted probably a, a year and a half of my life to finding out as much as I could about this JFK stuff. And I don't, I, I'm don't. i going to be done talking about it after this, but I remember I had a very skeptical... Um, like, basically, this, this girl I dated, her dad, like, you know, I just hated him. He thought he was super intelligent. I just thought he was a piece of shit you know but he showed me this document uh, this documentary in which like I'll, I'll tell you in the future but this old uh guy who claimed to be a drug dealer that was tied to the three guys who were hired to kill kennedy this is his story he was in this documentary giving information firsthand information he's saying to the guy giving the documentary and this was like in the 80s they got like pompadours and shitty suits so like it's an old documentary but right before and i'm done talking about it right before we watched it they showed the zapruder film and how he said he's hitting the front right and his head goes back into the left back into the left mm-hmm. and that's what he kept saying that's what they say in oliver stone's movie you know with right the- yeah what basically 
happened, what I said to that guy, and I told you, I'm not like a weapons expert. I wasn't in the military or anything, but I know enough to know about shit. And I told her dad, I said, it looks like he got hit from a hollow point in the front. Because if you got shot with um, a normal, you know, like a, a full metal jacket, it would just be a hole. Yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it should explode. Yeah, like a corner of his head, maybe it would have like chipped off, but his head melted, dog, and that's vindicative of a certain type of ammunition of the time. Nowadays, you can get a lot of these this crazy ammunition. But back then, you couldn't get to it. Yeah, military. Yeah, in certain assassins, though, they, there's ways to make those bullets like that, and what they call them are frangible bullets, and and it's a little bit like falsetti. It's called. It's a little bit different than a, a, a hollow point, but it's similar. But it they're, they're called falsetti bullets or frangible, and it's funny that I said that, and then later in the story, the guy who was the you know the heroin dealer that apparently these three guys got paid in sicilian heroin and they were corsican hitmen and it was this french guy's job french connection guy it was his job to convert the heroin that they were paid from the italians which makes a lot of sense if you know about Trafficante and carlos marcellos who was deported to fucking italy by uh robert kennedy <laughs> but that's how they were paid that was one of his big claims if that makes sense and he claims that he's the guy who sold it and gave them the money and this guy was like, you know, he's an old French guy that was like 78 years old. Like he's on his deathbed himself, but he was like facing uh, jail time. Mm-hmm. And he basically told the document guy, um, you can open this letter. And, he, you know, he told stories, but he said, you can open these the, these letters if, I, if I'm in prison or if I die. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he didn't know if he was going to get hemmed up, I guess, or not. That's crazy. Uh, let me give a quick shout out to uh, James Harp. James Harp, sir, thank you for the PayPal. I don't even know what your uh, username is in, in the chat. So if you're in the chat, shock yourself out. I didn't. I forgot to get you the last time, brother. So I, I once again thank you, uh, James Harp. Thoughts, man. Yeah. So um, yeah, bro. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up. I ain't gonna keep you on here long. So I because I, I want to start getting on some uh, research too for the Super Soldier uh, show for next for next week, definitely because I want to have some to chime in as well. So um, I got, we got some homework to do. For sure. I'm going to pick a couple different guys and then just go from there with college. And then maybe eventually we'll do the JFK thing. But I think it's going to be very, pretty long. You know, those ones are going to be – we'll have to do a one sub. Okay, cool. That, that, that We'll definitely do that. Hey, my brother, as always, thank you. And um, for the opportunity to come on, express myself, and bless ups to all y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to do it again next week for sure, my man. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. Yo, I'm wide awake now, so uh, I'm no longer dragging ass. Thank everybody in the chat, um, you know, um, engaging. And so definitely what I want to do next week, if you think you have something to add to the chat or to the uh, to the stream, by all means, email me. Let me know that you want to get on and you can, you know, we can go back and forth and, you know, wax poetic about stuff because, you know, chat is cool. But, you know, if you think you want to. You know, and look, you don't have to show your face. You can block your screen out, okay? And uh, definitely, because I want to kind of make this a little bit more expansive for everybody instead of just having, you know, certain speakers on there. So um, definitely, if you uh, you want you want to get on next week, I'll make it happen for you. So uh, also um, Monday, when I do the Monday stream, 
I'll, I'll announce the, the, the final poll results for the movie review club. So right now, Battle Angel, Battle Angel Alita is, or Alita, Battle Angel is in the lead by roughly six votes. So if nothing changes for Monday, you better go. We're going we're gonna to do Alita. I went to go see Alita. It was sad. <laughs> I'm going to hold off with my movie review of, of Alita. I don't want to mess up if we do the, 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 the movie review or the, 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 the movie breakdown. But it was sad. I was saddened. Um, I will say this. Shout out to Robert Rodriguez. This is the guy that did the Spy Kids movie. This is the guy that, that gave us Sin City and Spy Kids. And uh, I think he gave us a phenomenal flick. Definitely, they're going to, de- you know, the sequels are coming. I read the manga back in the day. It's like seven story story arcs with the manga. But uh, with the foundation they've laid down with this movie, for this, for this world building, it's on point. It's on point. So uh, I thought tear. Lawless, <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> Nigga said I thought tear. <laughs> um, yo, uh, I have five, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely, we're, we're gonna we're gonna try and open this thing up for more people to get on the stream. So I just think it make the channel a little bit better. You know, make other people want to actually come in and be more a little bit more engaged. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to this. But McLeod, you gonna call in? Why don't you just get in on the stream so that we ain't got to call in? Don't bring no scared business. No scared business. So, yo, let me get up out of here. Uh, Larry Malone, what's happening? Damn, brother, you you hella late. But it's all good, though. It's all good. I'm going to catch you guys. Uh, I think I'll be on those shades tomorrow. Raising holy hell like I, like I do. So, with that being said, I thank you guys for uh, hanging out with, with us. Uh, thank you for all the uh, conversation and the back and forth in the chat. Um, it's because of you guys. Um, Nick, I see you. And uh, you guys have a good night. Peace. Yes.